Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan, and we have a fun kind of year-end episode for you guys. We're going to be chatting through all of our favorite things from 2021, so it could be movies, TV shows, music, books, general purchases, all of our favorite things from this year. But before we jump into that, let's do a Tuesday tip. Teg, do you want to share your tip of the week? Yeah, mine's maybe not revolutionary, but still something I feel like we're sharing. And that is that adding a ribbon to any gift wrapping makes it so much more elevated and look fancy and like you spend a lot of time on wrapping. And this is my secret. Yeah, I do not give out a gift without like a ribbon on it or a bow or a piece of twine or something like that because it just makes it look like you spent a lot of time purposefully wrapping this gift to perfection. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good tip, especially obviously during the holidays. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many ways you can like change up the ribbons like my sister Mm -hmm. used to work at a gift shop so she taught me how to wrap a gift because I was awful at it and I feel like ribbon was her secret weapon as well and she'd be like you can tie it in the corner you can tie it in the middle like Mm -hmm. I don't know just make them all look different yeah definitely yeah my tip is also holiday inspired and But you can use it year-round as well. But I just want to spread the news of an app called Splitwise. And Mm -hmm. a lot of you guys have probably already heard of it before. But basically, it's just a really great way to keep track of your spending if you're splitting the cost with another person. So when I lived with roommates, we would, you know, I found that was a key time to use the app actually where it was like they bought something, I bought something, I ordered food, they ordered food. And rather than just like keeping track of it, like in a note app or something where it was like, okay, I'll have to remember like what I owe you. Just putting it into the app is so easy. And another time I use it is during the holidays when my sisters and I go in on gifts together. So it'll keep Mm. track of how much each person spends and then it does the math for you, which is the best part as to who owes what once everybody's kind of input their spending. So definitely recommend you guys check that out if you're somebody who is always like crunching the numbers to like figure out Mm -hmm. how much you owe your friends or family and vice versa. So yeah, that's my my holiday hack. Yeah, I use Splitwise with Tyrell for like our all of our purchases because we split everything 50-50 and... Yeah, so I use it a lot. Yeah, it's so like, I don't know. I don't know what I did before it, to be honest. It was also good. I know when we went to Nashville, one of the girls was like, just put Mm -hmm. everything in Splitwise. And I was like, yes, like this is another great use case. Just like splitting the cost, keeping things easy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. All right. So I think it's time for us to jump into our favorites yeah i'm excited yeah i feel we're gonna shine in different elements of this like you guys Mm -hmm. already know me movies and tvs shows like movies and tvs just leave it at that no (laughs) movies and tv shows like i'm like i don't need to like watch the newest thing like i'm often the last Mm -hmm. person to watch whatever is like currently trending (laughs) where Tegan's like the opposite where she's like the first person to like often you're the first person I hear like talk about things that are trending but then in other Mm -hmm. categories where it's like makeup skincare like that's where I've spent a lot of like money and effort this year so I'm like okay I feel like ready to talk about some of those things so I think this will be this will be good yeah did you want to maybe start us off with talking about like your favorite tv shows and movies you saw this year okay sounds good so like i said not a huge movie and tv show person <laughs> so no judgment it's just no preference shade. yeah yeah personal preference exactly so i think the highlight 
of the year for me, like movie TV show wise, was the Friends reunion. And mm. if you guys know me, you know I'm a huge Friends fan. Like I don't watch new trendy shows because I'm just exclusively watching Friends 24-7, like seven <laughs> days a week, 365 days of the year. Like <laughs> I'm always watching Friends. So the reunion I thought was so well done. Like the entire time I was watching it, I watched it with my mom and we drank a bottle of wine and I was just sobbing the entire time because I loved it so <laughs> much. So that was, I think, the highlight of my movies, TV shows category. I have a mm. few others, but what was the highlight of yours, Tag? Oh, that's a hard question. Maybe I'll say Inside, the special by Bo Burnham. It, I think I watched it like six times and mm. the soundtrack was like one of my most played albums on Spotify and I bought it on vinyl and it was just, I don't know. And like Bo Burnham, every time he puts out a special, it's right around my birthday and it's always mm. like, yes, this is exactly what I needed and what yeah. I wanted right now. And Inside was very much like people were calling it like the lemonade of quarantine Ooh. and that was very much the vibe of it, so... I just loved it so much. And I love Bo Burnham. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I think another highlight for me, Tag, I don't think you agree with this one, but This Is Us. Mm. I love This Is Us. I'm like a very mm. obviously emotional person. I just told you I was bawling my eyes <laughs> out at the Friends reunion. But This Is Us hits every single time. Like I'm 99% of the time crying watching the show. Like, But it's like a good – comfort like cry like it's not like what's wrong with you mm. it's like this just feels so good like feel good show yeah but uh I really liked the new season that came out this year and mm. I do think it's good they're ending it next year because I feel like it needs to be wrapped up like it's dwindling right. off kind of thing yeah. but they were a show that chose to incorporate COVID which I know like was kind of controversial, Ooh. but yeah. I thought how they did it was really good. I thought they included mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter really well. Like I mm. really, really liked it. And I feel like that's one of my favorite TV shows just mm. in general. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything against This Is Us. I just like started watching it and then just like stopped. Okay. Like, but it wasn't like, ugh, this is terrible. It was just like something else came out that I started watching and I never right. started again. Okay. But yeah. my husband really liked it. Like, I, do, I don't think he's up to date. I think he watched like maybe the first season or something. But yeah, that I think this year yeah. was the fifth season. And then they Crazy. announced that maybe it was the sixth season. I don't remember. But next year will be the final season. So I'm also excited just to see how it all ends like because they always are like flashing forward you know so it's like right. where is this going when are we going to actually see this so I'm excited to see how they wrap it up I just hope they do it mm. well since I'm invested now <laughs> yeah 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 the next thing on my list was squid game which is something I've already talked about on the podcast and I believe it was the biggest streaming tv show in Netflix history mm. and it was just crazy good like it was a show that I like force some of my friends to watch and then they'd be like no you were right that's like the best show I've ever watched <laughs> and it's been renewed for a season two so I also hope they don't mess it up, up. but yeah. it was just like so so crazy good and I feel like it is a good place like if people don't want to watch foreign shows or movies this is a good starting point because it's in Korean mm -hmm. and it's just so crazy good. Like, it's addicting. You want to watch it all in one night. Yeah. So that was Those definitely the a highlight. Yeah. 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 I think to just, like, wrap up the TV side, for me, I'm going to switch to reality TV shows. So <laughs> leaving behind <laughs> the emotional crap. Um, I was a huge fan of Love Island last year, and I watched it again this year. And it's just, like, such a highlight of my summer. Like, it's one show where I'm, like, I can't go out tonight because I'm watching Love Island, but it was like obviously five nights a week through the entire summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a bit of a problem, but I just love Love Island. I'm not a huge reality TV show person, but that mm. one just hits. 
and also Canada's Drag Race. I mm -hmm. just started, I, I guess they just started season two a few weeks ago, but I love the first season and I'm really loving the second season so far. I feel like it's one of the only Canadian spinoffs that's not pure garbage. Like, I think right, the queens yeah. are great and I really, really love it. So that's mm -hmm. kind of it on the TV show side for me. Yeah, I had one more TV show I wanted to talk about, which was another like big viral hit, I feel like. But it was uh, Mayor of Easttown starring Kate mm -hmm. Winslet. It was mm -hmm. a mini series, although they're like talking about it might come back. But it was another one where it's like just set a weekend aside and watch it all in once because it is so good. And she's just such a great actress. And Evan Peters is in it, who I like am in love with. And he's also a fantastic actor. So it's another good one. Yeah. Amazing. I think the only movie I have is <laughs> such a lame <laughs> one. But I love to all the boys movies on Netflix. I have like the mm -hmm. softest spot for like coming of age, teenage romance, like those types mm -hmm. of movies. And I love to all the boys movies. And I guess it was the third one came out earlier this right, year yeah. and I remember the night I watched it like I think I watched <laughs> it on like a Saturday because the Friday night I watched the first two and then I watched the third one like I ordered dinner in I like had yeah. a whole night it was just like the best and again it feels just like my like guilty pleasure is these types of movies mm. so that is the only movie that really came to mind <laughs> That's good still. Yeah, I don't know why or how we're friends because <laughs> you're like a film person. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. Everyone's got their different things. Mine, I bet people listen to my list and are like, ugh, this is the most pretentious thing I've ever heard. But Girl, you tell them. We have to you meet just... in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving, you're giving people like the TIFF recommendations. I'm like, yeah. This is this is the Netflix original I really loved. It was all about yeah, yeah. Uh, high school love. <laughs> yeah. So I have three movies that I wanted to mention that I really loved. Two of them have Timothy Chalamet in them because I'm in love with him. <laughs> so the first one's Dune, obviously, was a big you know blockbuster mm -hmm. starring Timmy Tim. And yeah. it's directed by a Canadian, so that's very exciting. Yeah, and it's just, like, beautiful. Like, yeah, Denis Villeneuve. But it's, like, a movie that it, like, feels like you should see it in a movie theater. Because normally mm. when people say that, I'm like, ugh, shut up. Like, as if. But it actually, like, <laughs> it's just such a big visual, like, blockbuster. So I mm. love that. The second Timothy Chalamet movie I loved was The French Dispatch, which is the new Wes Anderson for mm. all the artsy people out there. It was just like exactly what you would expect from a Wes Anderson movie. So good. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was Get Back, which is the new Beatles documentary on Disney Plus, which mm. was just so crazy good like the Beatles are my favorite band and I've loved them for a very long time so to see new footage of them it's just like something that I literally never expected to see in my entire life like I had come mm. to the understanding that I had consumed all the Beatles content but yeah it was so good and eight hours yeah. Oh my goodness. But it's just, it's so cool. It shows exactly how they write songs. Like, it'll show the process cool. from, like, nothing to recording. Yeah. It's just yeah. awesome. Yeah. I definitely need to check that out. I feel like I need to check yeah. out the majority of your list, actually. <laughs> okay. Hey, <laughs> they're one, all good. <laughs> yeah. That one really piqued my interest to get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool because it's all the footage. This is going to be me being a big nerd, but all the footage of the Beatles that exists is like grainy film. And so right. this they used like AI to make it look modern. So it looks like it's like shot on an iPhone. Okay. Interesting. Which is so weird. But yeah, I also really love their fashion in this. Like I just mm. went out and bought a vintage fur coat because they all wear fur coats. Love and I was like, yep, 
this is what I want. Yoko Ono wears leather pants the entire movie. And I was yep. like, yep, this is what how I'm going to dress. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. Let's shift to books. What were some of your Woo-hoo. favorite reads of the year? So I wanted to say my favorite book that I read this year was something I'd already mentioned, which is My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Mm. but it came out in 2019 okay so i do have a couple 2020 ones okay so 2021 ones (laughs) (laughs) that i want to talk about but i did want to say that that was my favorite okay just fascinated by it so Yeah. yeah I'll start there and then I can go into my ones that were published this year. Yeah. None of my favorite books from this year were published this year, but they're just ones I read this year. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I'm still going to talk about them. (laughs) I've actually read two of these ones you're going to talk about. Okay. Amazing. This year also. So we can bond over that. Great. (laughs) And I think, again, I've included all of these as one of my favorites in Tuesday 10. So actually probably a lot of this episode, if you guys have been listening all year and, you know, we do our 10 favorite things every couple episodes, I feel like all the things I'm going to talk about have at some point been in my (laughs) Tuesday 10. But I think my favorite book that I've read this year and potentially of all time was Daisy Jones and the Six. I really, really, really loved it. Like, again, I just have like a soft spot for like romance and Mm -hmm. this one was like, I don't know, romance, but it was still a little bit of like that band life kind of like musician kind of side of things. Also the interview style. I didn't think I was going to like that. Like I'm not a huge reader, so Mm -hmm. I never really read anything like that before, but I really loved how it was written. I was just so invested in the Mm -hmm. characters and that started my obsession with Taylor Jenkins Reid and I've read so many of her books and another one of her books is actually on my list as well which is The Seven (laughs) Husbands of Evelyn Hugo yeah so those are two of my favorite books from this year even though they weren't published this Mm -hmm. year yeah I just finished Daisy Jones and the Six like a couple days ago because I heard they were making it into a mini series yeah so I was like okay well I'll read it yeah and see what's up in the night yeah I also read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo that's the first book I read by her and but the one I included on my list was her book that came out in 2021 Malibu Rising Mm -hmm. which is actually my favorite book by her yeah which I don't know why but it is (laughs) I liked it too yeah I read that one this year as well I liked it for some reason I didn't like it as much as like, I don't know. I gave all of them like five stars on Goodreads. Like, I really okay, loved yeah. all of them. But there's just something about Malibu Rising where I wasn't like obsessed with it. I don't know. It was still yeah. really, really good. Like, still, yeah, five stars. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, for both. Well, for especially The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I don't think I liked it as much as I would have because I had like an expectation of how the story was going to go. Okay. And then it didn't go the way that I thought it was. So then Mm. I was like, yeah, this is still good, but it's not what I wanted. Whereas like Malibu Rising, I was like, yes, this is exactly how I wanted this story to go. Yeah. And I like how they tied into one another. Like... Yeah, all her books. That was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. They all mention yeah. um, the, what's that guy's name? Like Ricard something, the dad character in Malibu Rising. Mick Riva. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Riva. Yeah. Because he's in Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, right. I think... Daisy Jones and the Six was the first one I read, so I probably didn't make that. Oh, yeah. He's very like a tiny, tiny part. He like parties with Daisy at one point, but I was like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Getting out of the Taylor Jenkins Reid kind of fan club (laughs) happening right now. I think my third favorite book or one of my favorite books from the year was Atomic Habits. And I definitely talked about this on the podcast, but I... I love self-help books and romance books. Those are the Mm. genres I read. (laughs) And Atomic (laughs) Habits was 
probably the best self-help book I've read in a while. I think just when I read it, it was really resonating for me. I was like really able to practice kind of what I was reading and like kind of think about things that way. And it was one of those where after I finished reading it, I kept thinking about it and kept loving it more. Mm -hmm. So that's how you know it's a good book in my opinion. So that one definitely is on the list for me as well. Yeah, I had, I guess, three more romance novels because that is also one of my favorite genres. Yeah. So One Last Stop, which is like a sci-fi romance. So that's the first of like that genre I've read. So that was kind Mm -hmm. of interesting. The X Talk, which you got me for my birthday, which is about like, yeah, two podcasts hosts who pretend to be exes. And then they go viral and all kinds of craziness. But it's like enemies to lover. Classic. And people we meet on vacation, Mm. which was another big one this year. You got me that one for my birthday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I liked people we meet on vacation a lot as well. Like I feel I Mm. maybe gave that one four stars, but I really, really liked it too. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. I think just before we like move to the next category, I just wanted to shout out, you guys probably also know this already, but I subscribed to Cosmo and Style at Home magazines this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and it brought me so much joy. Like you guys have already <laughs> probably heard me go on this tangent, but magazine subscriptions are just so good. Like they're yeah. not that expensive. Like I asked for it for Christmas last year and I feel like people didn't take it seriously. Like they were just like, oh, she probably just threw that mm-hmm. on there just as an idea. But since I didn't get it as a gift, I got it for myself Mm -hmm. in January. So all year long, every single month, I got a magazine in the mail and it was just the best. I also found, oh, actually I was going to also mention last night, I finished my or completed my 2021 reading goal, which I'm very proud of. So I did 12 books, one a month. But between books, I would just like spend a few nights reading a magazine and it was just like... Mm the perfect transition between books it was like the perfect like reoccurring mail that I got I just loved it so much yeah yeah I also uh Tyrell gifted me a subscription to Cosmo this year and I completely agree it's such a nice like surprise like I'm not always crazy about like subscription boxes because I feel like you can sometimes get a lot of stuff you don't actually want or need but this is like the perfect middle ground because it's still like a surprise new content but it's not like a bunch of stuff's going to waste yeah and it's like lighthearted, you know like it's not like yeah yeah a waste of money because it's like not a big deal you know (laughs) like you just read the magazine yeah yeah that's it yeah so good yeah okay shall we talk music and podcasts yeah so my I'm just going based off of my Spotify wrapped which just came out yeah and my most listened to albums of 2021 first one I've already talked about is the new Greta Van Fleet album the battle Mm. at the gardens gate so good it just makes me feel magical and I love it and the second most listened to album was Sour by Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I loved Sour as well. So good. It definitely had. Yeah. Yeah. It had its, its moment. I feel like I now just listen to like three songs from the album, but I remember when it first came out, I yeah. was like, we're playing this from start to end on repeat. Mm-hmm. So, so good. It brought me back to like my Avril Lavigne days for some reason. Yeah. And like, a I lot of like, like I'm in the fourth grade yeah <laughs> and the paramore days like 100 yeah. yeah yeah so so good definitely. yeah I feel that's why I loved it so much because I was like it's just like mm. this ragey teenage like heartbreak like sad song that yeah. I again have a guilty pleasure for and I was just like yes this is yeah. so good <laughs> yeah it was yeah cool. I think my top album was Justin Bieber's Justice and I remember actually one of our like earliest podcast episodes, me going on about how much I love this album. <laughs> and uh, Justin Bieber was my third top artist of the year, but mm. he was two of my top songs. So right. both of those songs were from his album. 
So I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. My top song was Ghost. I still love it to this day. <laughs> and as I am featuring Khalid, and Khalid was my second top artist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, love when my my worlds can intertwine. Mm-hmm. My first top artist was Taylor Swift, but she... Me too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't listen, I guess, to any of her songs enough to be my top song. I listened to the mm. one that was my fifth top song, but okay. I had, it was because, okay, this is my Taylor Swift story. I <laughs> listened to early days Taylor Swift and then around the Red right. album, I stopped listening. So right. all the albums after that, like even Red actually, I didn't know that well. Yeah, I didn't know Reputation. I didn't know Lover. So mm-hmm. when I got obsessed with Folklore at the end of last year and Evermore, I went back and listened to all the albums I hadn't listened to Mm. before. So I just had those ones on repeat. So again, it wasn't really like any new Taylor Swift, like even Red, like since she Mm re-released it, like I haven't listened to it that much because I don't Mm -hmm. know all the songs that well, but just Lover, Reputation, and Folklore just have on repeat all the time. (laughs) I think those are my three favorite Taylor Swift albums. Yeah. Folklore, Reputation, and Lover. Yeah. Yeah. The Flawless album, like when, was it called Flawless? I think that was one of her earlier albums that she re-released this year. Oh, Fearless? Fearless, I'm sorry, yes. Flawless yeah. is too, like, I don't know. Beyonce. Not Taylor. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Fearless. Okay. I knew all the songs from that and listened to the, yeah. like, re-release version a million times over as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just checked, and in my top five songs of the year, three are Taylor Swift. So my first top song of the year was Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet off that mm. album I just talked about. But then it was Invisible String, followed by All Too Well, and then fifth on the list was I Did Something Bad from Ooh. Reputation. Yeah, I love that. So a little variety. Yeah, so good. Another thing I've recently talked about on the podcast actually as one of my favorites is the Franklin Electric. They're a kind of like indie folk band, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And their album was also one of my top albums and it's just so, so good. I love it. They were one of my top artists of the year as well. Mm -hmm. And then Love. I don't, or I think that's how you say it. L-A-U-V. Love. Oh yeah. He's one of my top artists. He for the second year in a row and one of his songs was one of my top songs. I just love his songs. They're just something I like love the lyrics. I dance around to them and it's just so yeah. so good. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So I think for our next category we're going to talk about like beauty and fashion, which yes. is where you think your strengths will be. <laughs> Outside, yeah, where I'm more of just like my actual age, not like a high school girl who loves her (laughs) ragey music and, yeah, coming-of-age TV shows. So, yeah, let's start with makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, I – you guys already know the story. I've been incredibly insecure about my skin this year. So, I've been using face makeup when I've never used face makeup in the past. So I need Mm -hmm. to give two shout outs to my favorite products, which are both Rare Beauty. So maybe I am still Mm -hmm. my teenage self obsessed with Selena Gomez right now, but that is fine. (laughs) Um, The first is the Illuminating Primer, and it is seriously just so glowy and like beautiful. Like I absolutely love it. And I find it is long lasting. And then I also use the Rare Beauty Liquid Touch Weightless Foundation, I find Mm -hmm. I like piled that shit on my face when I was really breaking out badly (laughs) and it did give me confidence to like, you know, go out, socialize and I wasn't like, I don't know. It was, Mm -hmm. I think that's why I like loved it so much because I was like, wow, it actually made me feel good in my skin. But now that my skin Mm -hmm. is a little bit better, knock on wood, I still use it like super light and it's like lightweight but buildable when you need it to be. And again, I just... I love it so much. So those were like my game changers in makeup this year. Mm. Yeah, I had two items for this year, both from the brand NARS. Mm. So first is the NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer, 
which is the only concealer I've ever repurchased mm. when I run out. Interesting. And it's just like the perfect amount of coverage. Like it's not too like greasy and cakey and it doesn't crease under my eyes, Important. but it's still like will cover stuff if I yeah. need it to. And the other item is actually something you got me for my birthday in like a Sephora. I don't know what the word is like gift box. Yeah. Like thing? it's like mini size gift like set gift set. Yeah. 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 This was the uh, the full sized item and the gift you got me. And it's a NARS lip oil in the color orgasm. Classic. Yeah. And it's just so good especially like working from home or like wearing masks I don't want to wear lipstick mm -hmm. but it's not sticky like a lipstick so I can put it on and wear a mask and it's not like I feel like lip gloss getting sponged all over my face or lipstick and it's so hydrating like it literally looks like your natural lips but makes them so smooth and shiny mm -hmm. I was so gonna ask is it tinted at all I don't know if lip oils can be a little bit Okay. Yeah, like I think it depends on which like color you get. So okay. mine's like pink with like a little bit of sparkle, but it would it looks natural. Okay. Hmm. I'll have yeah. to check that out. That sounds good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Kind of transitioning into skincare. You guys have also heard me talk about this before, but I really, really love the Kylie Skin Makeup Melting Cleanser. Again, since I was wearing face makeup for the first time, I was like, I need something that is like really gentle on my skin and mm -hmm. removes makeup at the same time. And this stuff I've just started using a few months ago, like maybe I want to say the end of summer, maybe even middle of summer. And it's been mm -hmm. my actual favorite. Like I have repurchased it already because I'm like, I cannot run out of this stuff. So mm -hmm. definitely good, really gentle on the skin. And I find my breakouts have been a lot less since I started using it. But mm -hmm. also what's really helped my breakouts too. And again, this is just like the superstar of my skincare routine. That's why I have to shout it out is the Dermalogica Breakout <laughs> Clearing Booster. And I know for sure I talked about this in a Tuesday 10, but this stuff, guys, is I swear why my skin is doing so well right now. Knock on wood again. Ever since I started using it, like I really haven't had crazy breakouts and it's something like it has salicylic acid in it, but not it's not too potent. So you can use it every day. And pretty much ever since I started using it, like I said, I have had no breakouts. So it's yeah been the the hero of my skincare routine mm. yeah I have two things to mention in this category the first one I also think I've talked about maybe in like our skincare episode or maybe in a Tuesday 10 but it's the belief the true cream aqua bomb mm. which is my favorite moisturizer and I have very dry skin so I've tried a lot but what I like about it is that it doesn't feel like greasy. It just Ooh. feels like moisturizing. Yeah, that's Which good. is why I love it. Yeah, that's key. Yeah. And it's very like, I don't know, it's not like scented or anything. Like it feels very like clinical and safe for your skin. Like it's just doing its job, which yeah. I like. Yeah. And the second thing I've definitely talked about, and I guess this really isn't skincare, but personal care maybe mm -hmm. but the Juliet has a gun perfumes mm -hmm. I just love so much I have like a couple of them for like every season I have one and they're just so cool like I feel yeah. like a cool kid when I wear them yeah they are very cool that's like the best word to describe them is just cool yeah like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check out the Belief True Crime or True Cream Aqua Bomb. I said True Crime. Yeah. No, True Cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I think yeah. I got it in like a gift set thing. Like it came with a bunch of other Belief items, which is how mm. I usually get my skincare because I always want to just Test start with like out. a small amount. Yeah. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, but then it's I've repurchased it twice. Wow. Because I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. Okay. What about fashion tag? Did you have any like 
key pieces that you were like, this is a game changer and was so worth the money Mm. or just like general looks you were loving? Yeah. Well, okay. The first thing I'll say is Levi's wedgie fit jeans are my favorite. I literally, I wear my pair of Levi's jeans so much that I rip them. And then I go and repurchase the exact same pair. That's how much I love them. If you've seen a picture of me on Instagram, nine times out of ten, I'm wearing these jeans because I'm obsessed (laughs) with them. They're, like, so flattering. They're high-waisted, but not, like, obnoxiously so. And I don't know. I just love them. They're kind of a middle ground between, like, pure mom jeans and skinny jeans. Like, they're still tight, but they're not skinny jeans. Mm and they're just perfect they like hit my legs perfectly because I'm tall yeah and I'm just obsessed with them yeah and I feel like jeans it's one of those things where when you find like what works for you just buy it like a million times over you know like yeah I know people go on like hunts for like the perfect jeans so Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah they're my favorites yeah what about you for this category, I was I shop a lot and mm. I I don't know, like I just tried to think of things that were absolute game changers for me and like things right, where I'm yeah. like, I will never go back. And the first thing that came to mind was I made my first Lululemon purchase this year mm. and I'm obsessed with everything I bought and it was just like a few like tops. But the sports bras are actual game changers. And specifically, my favorite one is the Swift Speed bra. I'm like have a larger chest. So sports bras are just something that I dread buying. I dread wearing them. I hate everything about sports bras. But these ones, when I put Mm -hmm. them on, I'm like, first of all, these are actually like high support and like what I need to like go for a run and you know actually like be active but when I put it on I just Mm -hmm. feel empowered to be athletic like I'm wearing Mm -hmm. Lululemon I'm equipped to like perform my best like I don't know it's definitely a mindset thing but that was something where I was like it was expensive but I will kind of like your jeans I will buy it a million times over (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah Lululemon has the best yoga mat that I have ever used. Like I was through and through team like cheap yoga mat because I was like, who cares? They're all the same. Buy the cheap one. And then I kept using cheap ones and they would like disintegrate, you know, and it gets like kind of pilly and like starts to stick to your hands and stuff. So that would always happen. And then it got to the point where I was like, Like, I take yoga seriously. I'm doing it pretty frequently. I should treat myself and buy a, I don't even know how expensive they are, like $60 or something ridiculous. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to be the cool kid at the yoga class with my Lululemon. And now, like, I cannot imagine using another mat. Really? Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, I've, my sister and I have both been on the fence about trying their mats yeah the thing that has stopped I think both of us but especially me was people saying it stains really bad and this might just like spiral into a huge lululemon conversation (laughs) that people are like okay (laughs) this was not not part of the the favorites but well I guess it is because you're saying it's your favorite yoga mat but anyways they were saying they stain really bad and like your clothes or the ground the no the mat itself so in hot yoga it just makes awful stains on your mat where it doesn't look good and just like looks disgusting so I haven't been to yoga class in a long time since my studio closed down but my preferred yoga is hot yoga so I was like I don't want that to happen and like even people were saying when they put towels down and stuff it's still really stained so I was like hmm this is kind of turning me off so So I haven't tried it yeah I haven't spent much money on a yoga mat like I usually just get one from winners and I don't know I feel like I should just bite the bullet and like try it my sister did a whole bunch of research like she's like pages into reviews like reading up on things before she buys so she bought a different brand I forget what it is it was also really expensive Mm -hmm. but she really likes it so I was like hey maybe I'll buy that but 
I need just to find a new yoga studio since mine closed down. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, okay, then I will get a yoga mat and we will be back. Yeah. Wear my Lululemon sports bra with my new mat. Living my best life. Yeah. But interesting. I'll maybe have to re start my like research on yoga mats again after this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used one in like a class where it was like they supplied the mats and mm -hmm. it's like what I really like about it is I'm a very sweaty person. Even not in hot yoga, yeah. I like it's hard for me to do yoga because my hands slip. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the Lululemon's mats, it's not a problem at all. My hands don't slip at all. Right. And I love how thick they are. So it doesn't feel like I'm putting pressure on my wrists or like pressures on my knee yeah. knees if I'm in a certain pose. And I have it in black. So maybe that helps with the staining. Okay. Like because yeah. I've never noticed that as a problem. But Anyways, yeah, I love mine. Sorry to get yeah. us sidetracked. <laughs> no, that was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. But back to fashion. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else was on your list for fashion? Well, I was going to mention that this is the first year. This is so lame of me to say this, but this is the first year that I started shopping at Aritzia. Mm. And I always thought Aritzia was like overhyped and overpriced. And I just had like bad associations with it due to like some of the people in my life who I knew shopped there. Yeah. But I'm just like, what a fool I've been. <laughs> like some of my most like flattering clothes, I feel like came from there. Mm. Honestly, if you want to know like something random is I think 2021, I read an article that was like 2021 was the best financial year for Aritzia ever. Like despite the mm. pandemic, despite, you know, some of their stores not yeah. being open in Canada like it was the best year they've ever had and I think it they just took off like Aritzia is a Canadian yeah. company so I feel like we've known about it forever and we have those kind of like preconceived notions about people who shop there or in my experience it's the people who yeah. work there like I'm like uh, um, that was my yeah. entire school program where they all worked at Aritzia and it was like oh okay um, you think you're better than everybody else but anyways yeah. I feel like now they're just like I don't know, just, yeah, really, really good. And, like, quality basics, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a game That's changer. what, like, my favorite pieces are, like, like, I have a long-sleeve black shirt. So it's, like, you feel like you could buy that anywhere, but it's, like, the fit of it and the fact, like, the sleeves aren't too short on me because I'm so tall and it's just, like, so flattering. Or I bought a dress there to go, like, to attend a wedding and it's just, mm -hmm. like so flattering for just like a simple dress yeah I don't know I just yeah. love it yeah I think speaking of just like favorite stores to shop at I'm gonna say it Abercrombie man Abercrombie mm. is my go-to for everything I also bought a dress there that yeah. I wore to a wedding I bought one of my favorite bathing suits there I bought I buy basically everything from Abercrombie and I remember <laughs> two years ago texting my friend and being like girl I gotta tell you Abercrombie's back and she was just like mm -hmm. yeah okay sure whatever and then sure enough tick like TikTok blows up Abercrombie jeans and like everyone's like oh my god Abercrombie mm -hmm. Abercrombie I also read a case study on like how successful Abercrombie was this year like yeah. I just love them so much I think they don't really go on sale as much anymore. Like two years ago when people didn't know they were back yet, they were on sale like every yeah, weekend yeah. and it was awesome. But I am obsessed, especially with the bathing suit that I got. Like I am someone mm -hmm. who's very picky with bathing suits. It needs to have an underwire on the top, needs to be high rise bottoms. And I found that at Abercrombie and spend a shit ton of money with the full intention of returning <laughs> it and I tried it on and I was like nope this is everything I didn't even know I like wanted or like needed so definitely shout out to Abercrombie Abercrombie and Aritzia we're the most <laughs> basic basic girls yeah. but living our best life <laughs> yeah yeah it's like throwing it back to high school yeah the other the last thing that I was obsessed with this year that falls under the fashion category. I bought these sunglasses from American Eagle and they are the best sunglasses I've owned in a long time. They're just called the Tortoise mm. Clubmaster sunglasses, but I just bought them like by fluke. I think I added them to my basket to get free shipping one time. They were on sale for mm -hmm. like 10 bucks. And guys, they look good with everything. Like I wore them religiously. And one day, like a few months ago, 
I left them in my shopping cart at the grocery store. And I remember putting Mm. them down being like, oh no, I'm going to forget that I put these here. But I was just like in a rush and I left them in my cart. I got home, unpacked my groceries. I went back to the store looking for these sunglasses. That's how much I love them. I couldn't find them. So before I even left the store, I checked to see if they were still online. And sure enough, ordered a new pair. They came like Mm. two days later. Like, I just love them so much. So again, so basic, so easy. They're not anything special, you know, like just cheap, like $20 sunglasses. But they were like my favorite, like piece of fashion throughout the entire summer. (laughs) Even now, I'm still like, where are my American Eagle sunglasses? <laughs> yeah, my favorite pair of sunglasses are actually from Aerie. Mm. So there you go. There you are, related brands. Yeah, because I need sunglasses that are big enough for my big giant head. Yeah, and it's like the only store where I can get them without the sunglasses like looking weird. And they're inexpensive, you know, like yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me anyway, sunglasses, I just throw into my purse so they easily get scratched or just like bent out of shape or whatever. So I'm not going to spend a lot on sunglasses. So American Eagle, Aerie, that's where it's at. So good. This is maybe my last point on fashion, but Aerie also has great scrunchies. Mm. Very random. But they're always (laughs) something that like if it's like you need something to get free shipping, always go for their scrunchies because they're so Mm. good. Like they spell spelled they sell sports scrunchies for like working out that are like Lululemon material Mm. and like they sell like normal like in silk scrunchies and stuff, but they're very good for a scrunchie. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Okay, what about just general purchases? So outside of beauty, fashion, those sorts of things, was Mm -hmm. there anything you bought this year that you were like, yes, this is a game changer. How did I live without it before this year? Yeah, definitely our car. This was our first Mm. ever car purchase. And it was like such a a long time planning. Even though now thinking back on it, it's like, that's so stupid. Like our car was very, very cheap. So it's like, why was this such a big deal? Yeah. But I feel it's just one of those it's milestones. It's so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. It's like first car. Like, I feel that's even yeah. like such a milestone. It'll be like a like security question when you forget your password. You know, it's like, what was yeah. your first car? Like, it's just so memorable. Yeah. yeah. That is good. Yeah. So I don't have a name for my car yet. I feel like we should like put up a poll on our Instagram or something. Yes. Because I need a name for, I've named every car, like I've had cars in the past where it's like my parents' old car, if they got a new one, and they Mm -hmm. all had names. But I still just haven't figured out what the vibe of this car is yet. I haven't got any bumper stickers, like nothing to hang (laughs) from the mirror. So I don't know. Maybe we'll ask the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I love that What does she look like? Or he? I don't know. It could be a he. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that as a question on our Instagram story. <laughs> so go yeah, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, at our golden 20s. Follow us. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I don't think I had any, like, life-changing general purchases. Like, I was looking around my house. Like, I was like, sure. Like, I'm sure I bought something for my apartment that I love. But I really yeah. couldn't think of anything amazing. But the one thing I do think was worth the investment was... I upgraded my phone this year and I bought the Mm. iPhone 12 Pro in January and I love it. Like I know just last week we were talking about how I've been using it for like the sleep and do not disturb function. Yeah. I think that's really great. The camera is really great. I just love it. I love it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like with things that you use every day, it's worth the investment. Like if you use your phone every day, why Mm -hmm. not have a nice phone or it's the same like when my husband buys new glasses like it's like you wear glasses every single day like those are the things that That are worth it's okay to splurge on yeah so so true yeah that's my pep talk (laughs) I love that well you know me I'm like it's I'm very easily am swayed to be like yeah it was worth the investment (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel this is a, a like reasonable, good way to look at it. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, getting away from like, I guess, things we've purchased and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite like moments from the year, would you say? Yeah, I feel like I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't even remember what happened this year versus what happened last year versus what happened in 2019. Like it is so hard to keep the year straight, but this year was the year we got vaccinated and like that Mm. feels like it happened two years ago at this point, but I feel like just like a top moment, you know, it was like across the world, you know, vaccine started, well, were approved and started like being distributed. So Like, I remember getting vaccinated both days. I had great experiences both times. And it was just, like, a key moment, obviously. Mm. Things started to feel a little more hopeful. Things started to open up again. Like, I think that was obviously Mm -hmm. at the top of my list for key moments. Yeah. One of the things, for some reason, this just sticks in my mind so much. But the election being this year, I think because it was, Mm -hmm. like, at the start of this year. So it was, like... This is 2021. Yeah. But elections just like, I don't know, they get me hyped for some reason. Yeah. Like, I just love the idea of like democracy. And (laughs) I was just like very invested in it. Like, I would watch CNN for like 12 hours a day. So that, I feel like that will be a moment that when I think of, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was 2021. Right. Yeah. I love that. And, Honestly, like, I feel like we have people listening from all over the world. We're obviously based in Canada, but it's, like, the American election in specific is, like, obviously shapes It feels bigger than our elections. It does, yeah. Like, we also had an election this year, even though it was a joke election. Like, you know, we're not going to remember that. But I think, like, American politics really do shape other countries a lot. So it is memorable for us, even though we're Canadian. Yeah. Mm. This is, okay, kind of getting into like some fun things and just like viral moments or like memes and pop culture, those sorts of things. Mm. One thing that came to mind was the Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle, and like Prince Harry interview. I loved it. Like I like Meghan Markle, so I really enjoyed it like the special but I really loved like all the memes that came out of it like I remember using mm-hmm. them with like my friends at work and like it was just so iconic also for me it was like the return of Oprah because I like I feel like I love Oprah but I really haven't like kept up with her at all so this special yeah, kind of like yeah. you know brought back my love for Oprah now she's done like the special with Adele and like I don't know I just thought that was worth mentioning Yeah, definitely. One thing that I also feel like is was a very exciting moment for 2021 was the Montreal Canadiens making it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. (laughs) For the Canadian listeners, you know how big of a deal that is. But yeah, it was just crazy. And like the hype was very real. And even though they didn't win, it was like them making it to the playoffs. I was like, I'm good with this. Like, yeah. this is all I could have dreamed of. Yeah. So I do feel good. like, yeah, our Toronto listeners probably don't, like, Yeah, the best this, was when they beat but... Toronto, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been better than them making the playoffs. The playoffs. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Just that, yeah. like, to making the finals, just, I don't know. It's like a rivalry. So when 100%. your team in the rivalry, like, gets it done... Yeah. It's like you have fuel for the next 10 years. Yeah. 100%. So that was nice. Yeah. I yeah. think also kind of in the sports world, like the Raptors coming back home was a big one. Like yeah. I remember watching yeah. their first game in Toronto and the commentators mm-hmm. being like, this feels like a playoff game, like a game seven playoff game. Yes. And it felt that way even watching it on TV. But it was just like, yeah, after a year of them being on the road, I don't know. I think especially since their 2019 like playoff run and obviously like championship win I really feel like the Raptors like 
bring the city together and like really yeah. have like a community behind it and I don't know brings people together if it's just people chatting on the bus and gives people like common ground to talk about and I felt like that was back so I think that was also a big like moment for Toronto yeah for sports and just like yeah 2021 mm-hmm. in general yeah, the last thing I had on my list is Instagram adding pronouns to like their bio as like an option. I just think that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And like my work, we've always had like pronouns in our email signatures because mm-hmm. we have some like trans workers. Yeah. But it, it's sometimes met with like sassy comments back. Yeah. So it's, like, nice to see it kind of more normalized. Exactly. Not to mention, sometimes I'm, like, I just genuinely want to know, like, if I come across someone I don't know on Instagram, I'm, like, I want to know what your pronouns are. Like, this is me being the nosy person. Yeah. And so it just feels like something that Instagram has always had, but it did happen this year. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like since, like you said, like, social media is kind of, like, well, it is very consumer centric, obviously, and like mm-hmm. people driven. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. any shifts in society, you feel it on social media instantly. So mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. good. And ever since kind of that shift has started happening and people have started tapping into it a bit more and like companies and whatnot, that's yeah. when the companies I've worked for started adding it to their signatures. Like that wasn't yeah. something we had yeah. before, but both companies I've worked for this year, it is now part of our email signature. So I do think that is definitely, yeah, a memorable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Culture shift. (laughs) Yeah. The last two things I thought of in terms of like, these are more like meme culture and like Mm -hmm. viral internet things, but they both like make me laugh out loud remembering them. And again, I think it's because I just can remember like, examples of using these memes with like my friends at work and just like my friends mm-hmm. in general and just like so so funny but the yeah. weekend's halftime show again big moment for Canadians with mm-hmm. the weekend doing the halftime show <laughs> at the Super Bowl but his me or the memes that came out of his performance where he was like in the mirror room and he was like frantic and lost and like looked like he didn't yeah. know where he was going <laughs> the memes that came out of that were so funny like and they were instant you guys know we're already talking yeah. about how like instant social media is but like so so funny and at work they were a huge thing like my boss was the funniest guy at my last job and like mm-hmm. he would just use them like in meetings where we were both on camera and it was like a really serious meeting but then he would like throw these memes and being like us right now as they're like trying to navigate this slide or whatever it was mm-hmm. and it was just the funniest thing Also in memes was the Bernie Sanders at the presidential inauguration. That so funny as well with his little mittens and his mask sitting in his Mm -hmm. chair. Like, I don't know. So funny. I remember even my sister sending me some that were like of Bernie Sanders, but like it was related to like music academia, what she studies. And it was just like, I just love how literally anybody can turn these to be relevant to their interest and whatever which is obviously the whole point of a meme but those are just two Mm -hmm. super memorable ones that like I said when I think about them I just laugh out loud yeah so I think for our last kind of category we're gonna talk about like our favorite social media influencers youtubers tiktokers Mm -hmm. instagrammers that kind of thing so who were your favorites Okay, so I really just have two worth mentioning. Like, I watch a shit ton mm-hmm. of YouTube, and also, obviously, I'm consuming so much content on Instagram specifically. Not so much on TikTok, but I'm trying my best, and <laughs> I feel like my TikTok consumption is slowly going up. But again, going back to my skincare concerns, I found Helen Owen on Instagram and YouTube, oh, yeah. and I love her. So, She has like, I think 1.6 million followers. So you guys probably already know who she is. But how I found Mm -hmm. her was actually on YouTube and she was talking about her acne journey, I guess, or just like her story. Mm -hmm. And when I look at her, like she's absolutely stunning and just like such just 
a pretty person who lives this absolutely beautiful life and she like she just has crazy insecurities about her skin and she's you know gone through so much with her skin so that's why I really resonated with her and started following her now I just like I love seeing all her travels and like I just think she's Mm -hmm. just such a like warm good like feel good content person so she's definitely become one of my favorites yeah probably my favorite I guess content creator we'll call her of the year is Brittany Broski who Mm. is better known as kombucha girl by some but she's like a tiktoker a youtuber and she just cracks me up like her type of humor is exactly my type of humor some of the stuff and she like I follow all of her like alt tiktok accounts because they're just like unhinged and crack me Mm. up like a couple weeks ago she got an ipad and then she just made like a series of the most unhinged tiktoks about getting an ipad (laughs) and she just cracks me up and like her youtube channel she does some like collabs with some of my favorite drag queens and she's just so so funny i love that yeah i think the last person i feel like worth mentioning in this category is Danielle Carolyn. And I know her because I listen to Gals on the Go podcast and mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I actually should have probably mentioned it as one of my like podcasts of the year. Oh yeah. But yeah. she just moved to New York and you guys already know this about me, but I have a soft spot for New York. I love anything New York content, Gossip Girl, Sex in the City, like YouTube. Basically, all my, the YouTubers I watch are New York-based. So when she moved to New York, I became obsessed with her YouTube videos. They're like – she posts on Sundays and Wednesdays, and I'm like, Sunday, it's the first thing I watch in the morning. Like, Wednesdays, as soon as work is done, I watch it. Like, it's literally like a reoccurring TV show. That's how, like, tapped into her YouTube channel I am. So, again, I also just love her vibe. I think she's just, like, super – like warm and genuine and I just love watching her content also like follow her on TikTok Mm -hmm. and Instagram too but yeah Mm -hmm. she's also younger than us so I feel like I don't know I feel like I watch her content with like big sister vibes like Mm -hmm. where she's like figuring things out and I'm like oh yes I remember when I learned that or like yeah, yeah. She says things. I'm just like, oh, she's so cute because like she's like two, three years younger than us. But still, I really love her. Content. Yeah. One TikToker that I love, which I feel like the whole world loves because she has like eight million followers on TikTok. <laughs> but it's Emily Mariko. I don't know if that's how you say it, but she yeah. went like viral this year for her salmon recipes. She basically just cooks. Yeah. But... Her videos are just, like, so satisfying. Like, they're almost ASMR. And it's all about, like, healthy eating and trying to eat, like, good whole foods. And she shows you, like, how she makes it. And her kitchen's just, like, aesthetic. And, yeah. So I enjoy her content, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like something I just want to say, like, generically speaking, I know I'm not, like, the hugest TikTok user. So... I don't know. I I hope this comes off like genuine still, but what I love (laughs) about TikTok is just in general is just how it like I feel like Instagram got to a point where it's just like we follow influencers that have millions of followers and use all these really expensive products and go on all these really fancy trips Mm -hmm. and it's just not attainable or achievable for the regular person. But what I love about TikTok and I feel like really blew up this year just in general with TikTok blowing up is how normal people are romanticizing their everyday life and the most mundane things if it's cooking salmon or whatever and Mm -hmm. are going viral and I find it really inspires me and like empowers me to view my life that way like I don't know I just find it really Mm -hmm. like really good social media obviously there's like dark sides to it still too but like just in general (laughs) I feel like that was a highlight of 2021 for me yeah definitely well that's why all the people I feel like I enjoy on TikTok it's like I follow them because I feel like I'm hanging out with friends whereas like some of the people I follow on Instagram 
it's like I follow them because I just like to see how beautiful their life is. Yeah. And it's kind of like I use them for different things. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And like 2021 was the year keeping up with our Kardashians, like called it quits. And like, I remember, I feel like it was a TikTok I saw where this girl was like, I feel people are over or are going to very soon be over these extremely curated lives shown on social media. And, you know, like those kind of reality TV shows following celebrities, because it's like, we just don't relate to that. And there is that yeah. kind of shift that we we're talking about like in the social space where it's like it's just like a space to be real, you know, and like actually connect mm-hmm. with people and you can't connect with people who live these seemingly beautiful, amazing, perfect lives, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, is that everything in our favorites? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So this many. Was, yeah, this was I guess so it was fun. a good year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it and I was like, we're going to do like a kind of like year review, just like in general, like 2021 reflection is what Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. And I feel like that might be like a bit of a downer just because this year sucked. I feel for everybody just because it was, you know, year two of living Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm. pandemic. But this episode was fun. It was good to like be like, not everything about this year sucked, you know, or like there was still yeah. really good things that came from this year as well. So I enjoyed this so much. Yeah. Yeah. Life still goes on. Yeah. That's a good reminder, I think, sometimes that even when it's like, you know, you're locked in your house because of a pandemic, it's like there's still, you know, content creators out there that you haven't discovered or music you haven't listened to or books you haven't totally. read yet. Yeah. And that's the stuff that makes up your life. Yeah, those small moments really do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We would love to hear about your favorites. So please share with us because I feel like we like we can see some of your stats as listeners, Mm -hmm. which is maybe creepy for you to hear as a listener. But like we can see like your most played Spotify artists and stuff out of like all our listeners. And I feel like it's very much in line with us, what you and I listen to, Sadie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like hearing your favorites might help us discover new favorites for next year. (laughs) Totally. So, yeah, definitely share that. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Spotify, at our Golden 20s. We also have a Patreon page. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening. Amazing. We will see you guys next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>